Welcome to Becoming Mind Strong, the official podcast of Mind Strong Fitness. My name is Rachel. I'm the owner and head coach of Mind Strong Fitness, and I am here to teach you truth. No more bullshit, no more point systems, no more shakes, no more raps. This is math and science, and we're going to learn how to do it together. Ready? Let's rock and roll. Welcome to episode eight of Becoming Mindstrong. And today we're talking about labeling foods as quote unquote good or bad, the danger of putting those labels on and what it even means. What constitutes a food being labeled as a good food or a bad food? But before we dive too deep into this conversation, I want to tell you a true story. Quite a few years ago, before my partner Amanda and I lived in California, we went to go visit some family members of her in Los Angeles. So we arrived late at night. We spent the night. The next morning, we asked the kids, they had a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. We asked the kids, what's a good breakfast spot near you? And clearly Amanda and I don't have kids of our own because the next three minutes of our lives, we're listening to them jump up and down, screaming, Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme. (laughs) Now, it's important to know at this stage in my life, I was super serious about working out. I was super serious about training. I trained hard. I trained just like I do now, but my nutrition was a hot old mess. I went by the laws of what's often referred to as bro science, which basically means there's no science behind it. It's what a lot of these quote unquote meatheads in the gym go by, but it's not backed up by any kind of fact. So the way I ate went like this. I would eat super quote unquote clean five to six days a week. So I would eat grilled chicken and rice and vegetables and pretty much the same foods every day. And everything else was off limits for five to six days of the week. On those one to two other days, though, the quote-unquote cheat days, anything and everything was within limits. I could sit down and house a whole pizza by myself. I could sit down and eat a whole plate of baked ziti by myself. I could eat both. True story, I did that once. Anything and everything was fair game as long as it was within this 24 to 48 hour period. Side note, this is a terrible way to go about your nutrition goals, and in in lots of ways, it negates all the hard work you do during the, the week. Nonetheless, that is how I went about nutrition at this stage of my life. So off to the Krispy Kreme factory we go, in we walk, and there in front of us is the Krispy Kreme machine. Now, if you've never been to a quote unquote real Krispy Kreme store before, Oh my goodness, this is not some donut shop with the donuts taunting you in the window. This is a big old honking donut making machine in the middle of the store, pumping out fresh donuts right in front of you and all the smells that go along with it. So we're greeted by a server holding samples of freshly pressed donuts asking, would you like to try one? I can barely tell this part of the story without laughing because I I can't believe that some form of past Rachel existed that would even say these words. But nonetheless, I kind of scoffed and said, no, thank you. I don't eat donuts. Because at this stage of my life, I had decided, I had made an arbitrary rule that donuts were a quote unquote bad food. Pizza, totally fine in a cheat day. Baked ziti, totally fine. Ice cream, totally fine. But donuts, for some reason, were labeled as a quote unquote bad food and they were not an option. So you can guess how this story went. I sat there, stuck in my ways, clinging to my willpower for dear life, watching the kids shove their faces with donuts, watching Amanda with this huge smile on her face enjoy the donut that she had. 
and sitting there and basically gritting my teeth and clenching my jaw and telling myself, I don't eat donuts. Finally, I cracked just a little bit. So you know what? We're on vacation. I'll try a bite. Well, you can guess what happened after that, right? A bite led to, well, I'll just go sample one. So I go up to the counter, but I can't just sample one flavor. I have to sample both flavors, right? There's a glaze, there's a chocolate one. So I get both. And you know where the story went from then. (laughs) The story ends with me eating six donuts in a 20-minute period. Let me say that again. Six donuts in a 20-minute period. I don't have to tell you that the rest of our vacation was ruined because of the amount of pain I was in for the next week. Now, why did that happen? The obvious answer is that restriction doesn't work. If you sit there and tell yourself for five plus years, which at that point I had not had a donut in over five years, which I still can't fathom. If you sit there and tell yourself donuts are bad, donuts are off limits, we don't eat donuts, we've labeled them as bad, whatever story that you made up and you're repeating, if you tell yourself no, 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 you are going to crack and you're going to cave and you are going to binge and you're going to eat six donuts in a 20 minute period because restriction, as we've talked about, restriction doesn't work. Restriction leads to binging. Restriction leads to overdoing it. The other thing we need to understand is what is actually in the food we're eating? What is the purpose of food? When we say food is our fuel, what does that even mean? Because that helps us to better understand why we're labeling foods as quote unquote good or bad. So the first part of this conversation is one that we've had before. We just simply need to understand that this is never about restriction. This is never about there being a single food, whether it's a donut or a piece of cake or an enchilada. There is no food that exists in this universe that should ever be considered off limits. What it's about is moderation. It's about knowing your numbers. It's about knowing the numbers in terms of calories, in terms of macros, which we're going to talk about in a minute. It's about knowing what you need to fuel your personal body to hit your goals and making room once in a while for those quote unquote bad foods. The second part of this conversation is why is it labeled as bad? Why are we putting that label on food and how do we know what foods we should be eating more of and what foods we should be eating less of? And this is where we get into a bigger discussion about those macronutrients. Every single piece of food that you put into your body contains something called macronutrients. Those are very simply carbohydrates, fat, and protein. Carbs, fat, and protein are called your macronutrients. They're the nutrients we need the most of, hence the word macro. When it comes to fat loss, if we're just talking fat loss, we're not talking about health, we're not talking about nutrition, we're talking straight up calories in versus calories out fat loss, macros are king. If all you paid attention to was making sure that you ate the right number of calories for your body, and you focused on getting a good amount of carbs, fat, and protein into your diet, you would lose fat. However, the issue is, before you could show off your new skinnier, more toned body, that body would shut down, possibly die, because what you're missing with those macronutrients are what we call micronutrients. Micronutrients are your vitamins and your minerals. So when we talk about a food being good or bad, good and bad aren't really accurate terms. The terms that we want to be using, the terms that are more accurate are nutrient dense 
or not so nutrient dense. We call that empty calories. If you've ever heard the term empty calories before, it means a food that that's very high in calories with not a lot of nutrients. So the first thing we want to understand is that we need to get the focus off the labels of these good and bad. What we need to understand is that having more nutrient dense food is going to serve our body better. Why? Because vitamins and minerals are what we need for overall health, right? We don't want to just lose fat to see a certain number on the scale. We want to lose fat because of the way we feel, because of the energy we're going to have, because of the way our body's going to function. And that stuff comes by fueling our body, not only with the proper proportions of carbs, fat, and protein, but also making sure that our body is fueled for optimal health by giving it the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals that it needs. The other reason is that nutrient-dense foods, the foods with a lot of micronutrients, are also going to keep us full longer. This is why the, the old joke about housing a huge meal of Chinese food, which is not very nutrient-dense, but very dense when it comes to macros, it's high in fat, it's high in carbs, that's why we feel hungry an hour later, because micronutrients are what, are, what keep our body feeling full. So instead of labeling a food as good or bad, we want to start getting into the habit of thinking in terms of nutrient-dense or empty calories. And here's what I mean by that. Here, here's an example. A big fad right now is protein, right? Marketing peeps have, have, have realized that people want protein. We don't know why we want protein. Some of us are under the impression that eating protein is like Popeye eating a can of spinach. We're going we're gonna to down it and suddenly our muscles are going to pop. That's not how it works. But nonetheless, they've caught on to this fad that people want protein. So nowadays, you can find frozen pizzas labeled as protein pizza. Now tell me, is that protein pizza a good food or a bad food? We can all agree that pizza would be a quote-unquote bad food, right? It's, it, it's high in fat, it's greasy, not a lot of nutrients in it. But wait a second, this is a protein pizza when it comes to macronutrients, there's a whole lot of protein in this pizza. So does that, does that negate the other stuff? Does that make this pizza a quote-unquote good food? Well, that's, that's undefined. If we're going by this, this label of good or bad, who's to say? Right? Compared to regular pizza, it's a good food because there's protein in it. Compared to an apple, it's a bad food because there's more fat in it. This is why we need to switch the mindset is protein pizza, was adding more protein to that pizza, did it make it more nutritional? Did it increase the nutrition, the vitamins, minerals, the micronutrients? Did it can, can increase the micronutrient content of that pizza? The answer is no. They didn't do anything except find ways to add protein to a frozen pizza. So that protein pizza, if you were using good or bad, would still be bad. But that's so much less clear when you're thinking in terms of those inaccurate labels. If we think in terms of nutritional content, if we think in terms of those vitamins and minerals, that's when it becomes clear what the healthy choice is versus what the unhealthy choice is. And again, that doesn't mean you never eat pizza. That doesn't mean you never eat protein pizza. It means that the majority of the time we want to choose foods that have more micronutrients in it, that have that nutritional content that's not only going to fuel our body better, but it's going to keep us full longer. Now, the most common follow-up questions that I get when I have this discussion is one, how do I know which foods are most nutritious? And two, how often should I be eating nutritious foods versus the quote-unquote more fun foods? 
When it comes to which foods are most nutritious, yes, we can get much more nitty-gritty about this, but the reality is most of you know, right? This is more of a common sense thing. We know that that apple has more vitamins and minerals than that pizza. We know that a snack of carrots and hummus is going to have way more micronutrients than a bag of Cheetos. Part of this comes down to just good old common sense. You can always check the nutrition label if you want to get more detailed about it, but as a general rule, the less processed a food is, the better for you it's going to be. In terms of how often to eat nutritious foods versus less nutritious foods, again, this comes down to personal preference, how detailed you want to be and what works for you. Some people like to think of it as an 80-20 rule. You eat nutritious foods that serve your goals 80% of the time, and then you leave room for those fun foods 20% of the time. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with doing it that way. I personally don't think we need to be that meticulous about it. At the end of the day, our bodies are pleasure-seeking creatures. We want to feel good. The problem is we have trained our bodies to crave junk food. When you give your body junk food for a prolonged period of time, it continues to crave it. It continues to crave that quick-fix endorphin rush that it gets from the sugar and from the salt. So that, that's why it's such a no-brainer when we're holding a bag of Cheetos or an apple. We go for the Cheetos because we've literally wired our brain to crave that. But over time, by focusing on, on why we're eating these foods, on the micronutrients, on the, the vitamins and minerals and the nutritional value that that food is bringing us, when we focus on the why behind our food, that can be such a cheesy buzzword, but it is so true. Why am I putting this in my body? What purpose is it serving? When we focus on that, it's going to take some work in the beginning. We're going to be fighting some serious cravings. But with time, your body is going to feel so good that it's going to say, huh, what else can I do? What else can I do? And suddenly, eating for your goals, choosing the more nutrient-dense food becomes a no-brainer because it just feels so, so good. And it feels like the logical choice. And your body starts to reject the processed sugar because it's just not what it naturally wants. It's just been what it's been trained to crave. So step one to this is to recognize that the answer to cravings, the answer to good and bad foods, and by the way, we're going to talk much more about cravings in a future podcast, but the answer is never restriction. The answer is never, this food is off limits. I can never have this. Whether the this is carbs, donuts, cupcakes, or anything else, that word, those words, this does not exist, that doesn't exist. <laughs> the words themselves do not exist. It's about how often am I eating them? How much am I eating of them? How much of my food is devoted to these nutrient-dense foods versus these quote-unquote fun foods? And the second mindset shift is getting away from these labels as good or bad foods, right? What makes a food good or bad? It's not about being good or bad. It's about being nutrient-dense or empty calories. We want to go for the foods the majority of the time, not 100% of the time, but the majority of the time we want to go for the foods that contain more vitamins and minerals, the foods that are going to keep us full longer, the foods that are going to have more health benefits for us so that we are literally training our bodies to crave that and then once in a while having the fun stuff. But it is never about quote unquote good or bad. It is never about restriction. It is always about choice and it's about choosing the foods that best serve our bodies. For more information on MindStrong Fitness, visit www.mindstrongfitness.com. 
www.thepurpleshift.com.